Hello and welcome to Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans. We're full season ticket holders at Ashton Gate who love the club, the game and all things Bears. So for a light-hearted take on Bristol's progress on and off the pitch this season, stay tuned. In this week's show, we talk about Bristol's 37-11 home win against Stade Francais in the European Challenge Cup. We chat to Bears and Stade Francais fans after the game and look ahead to the return fixture in Paris. We reflect on our live BBC broadcast and look at the latest transfer rumours. And as ever, we finish with our regular Gets My Goat feature. I'm Tony and I'm joined by Lee and Pete for a cheeky beer and some rugby banter. Well, boys, um, Miles sends his apologies uh, this week. He couldn't be with us. Um, He's actually working. Um, I I think he's got some relatives that live in Norfolk. I think it's Sandringham, some distant relatives. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the the Sandringham side of the family. Yeah, Yeah. so so I believe he's up there uh, doing some work for them. But very kindly, he recorded uh, a little message and his thoughts on the game. So shall we start... This week with uh, hearing Miles' message? Yeah, why not? Okay. Let's go for it. Uh, bonjour fellas, this is Miles Sorry I can't record with you this evening But I'm working unfortunately But here's my short appraisal of the game uh, A fantastic result, four tries Giving us a bonus point win Keeping us top of pool four um, A bit of a slow start I thought With a flurry of tries at the end of the game A little bit London, like London Irish game last week I thought Stade France They were very good, very quick in the breakdown um, Strong in attack But I think with Bristol's defence They didn't really look like scoring too many tries and you know fair enough one try was pretty pretty fair for them Uh, all in all a great result and it sets us up brilliantly for the return leg to Paris next weekend which we'll look forward to seeing Uh, au revoir for now cheerio well there we are that's Miles's thoughts on the game so um, Pete do you want to tell me what you thought about uh, the win on on Saturday. Yeah, sure. Well, first of all, Tony, just uh, want to say um, thanks for inviting us back to your house for this pod. Uh, we've been uh, been on the road for the last couple of weeks, haven't we? And uh, now we're back to our our spiritual pod home, which is your uh, your middle room. But um, yeah, I mean, I think if frustrating was the la- the word last weekend for the London Irish game, I think. Uh, the word this Saturday was patience. Um, you know, it, it, we never, to be honest, it was close for a while, but I don't think we ever really looked like losing. We certainly didn't feel like we were going to lose, um, but it did take a while to get going. I think that's credit to um, the Stade Francais boys. You know, I think they were quite a young, enthusiastic pack. Um, you know, they they were they competed well. They they scored a good try, uh, but I think ultimately they were outclassed because we did have some of our big boys playing. And I think, uh, you know, as as has been mentioned. Um, you know, really, we, we sort of pulled away at the end and, and scoring four tries and getting a bonus point, you can't complain with that, albeit in the last sort of quarter of the game. So, yeah. yeah. What I, do you think, though? Well, I'd agree with exactly what Miles and Pete have just said. Um, Stade Francais turned up and they were brilliant at the breakdown. Um, it was an attritional game, but ultimately, like Pete just said, I mean, we never looked like losing the game. Um, I, was, I was impressed with the performance, actually. Yeah, I think I was quite surprised how, how physical Stad were. They were good at the breakdown. That was causing us a little bit of a problem. 
Um, some of our set piece, the line out, which has been pretty solid this year for us, um, didn't work quite so well. But I think a lot of credit to Stad for disrupting it. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, bearing in mind their their lowly position in the the top fourteen in France, uh, I thought they came and gave us a really good game. Uh, and the fact that we scored had to score three tries in the last fifteen minutes uh, shows that you know they uh, they hung in there. Um, one of the things that I think all of us were really pleased about was the return of the Mads. The Mad Monster. So before we talk about that, let's hear what some of you Bristol Bears fans thought immediately, immediately after the game. Yeah, my name's Ross Stephen. Um, I thought it was, a, it was a really good turn for him to come back, give it a go, uh, show what he can do. And I really think he did that today. I think he's, uh, he's proved that he's, he's worth the money that we pay for him. And hopefully, uh, Pat will look at that and keep rotating it. Uh, but yeah, definitely he's had, a, had his chance and he's, he's taken it. Yeah. Hi, I'm, uh, I'm Andy Stephen. Um, I thought Ian Madigan put in a good performance. I think um, his boot was a little bit dodgy. But to be fair to him, um, you know, he's still fresh. So give him a few more games and he might be as good as me one day. I'm Gary Haskins. I thought Madigan kicked well um, and that probably made a difference today over the game on Sunday. Well, there we are. We've had some comments. Um, Lee, what, what did you think of Ian's return? I think that, I mean, A, it's great to see him back in a Bristol shirt again. Um, I think we doubted it, didn't we, over yeah. a period of time, if we would actually see him. Um, what he gives to us, he adds that little bit of um, knowledge, nous. Um He's got international experience, hasn't he? Exactly. That, you, know, that you can't, you can't forget that. And I think ultimately, that's that's what he does. He settles the side, you know. He dictates the play, and he mixes it up, which is you know, it's good for us to to see on the field. And I think after um, last week's and let's be honest, horror show when it came to kicking against Irish, both off the tee and out of the hand. You know, it actually reminded us why Mads was signed in the first place and, and some of the really good stuff he did last season and, yeah. and the season before. Um, you know, he has got that that little bit of X factor with the boot and, you know, he has a couple of lovely little kicks out of the hand. There was one I remember that a little cross, it was a cross chip. I wouldn't mm. even call it a cross oh, kick. Yeah. A little cross chip and it to Stephen Lowatoa. Um, and you know that that's what we kind of miss that a little bit you know a bit of good game management but you know and obviously he was peerless off the tee and it was great to see that we've always talked about this when Mads hits one and he you, he knows it's going in he turns away and starts running he doesn't even watch it yeah it's beautiful and it, you know that if you want to know if that ball's going through the, the post you just watch Mads so it was good to see that again so uh, yeah you know it's, it's, it's put a few thoughts out there I think in Mads own words as well he scored 13 points <laughs> 13, 13. 13 points. And, and was he, I think he was 100%, wasn't he, off the <laughs> yeah, tee? Yeah, definitely. One, yeah. one little dink in off the post. Yeah. Um, and I've got to say, we, we've met him a few times, haven't yeah. we, over the last two or three years. And he's such a nice fella as well. Yeah. Um, always has time for a chat. Always has a smile on his face. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I've looked at social media over the last, uh, you know, few weeks, month or so. And lots of people were genuinely, you know, worried about what had happened um, and when he was named uh, as a starting 10 this week you just looked at social media and there was so much love for yeah. the guy yeah. Man uh, 
Yeah, yeah. The, the people were really pleased to see him back. So, um, Ian, you know, it was great to see you back in a Bristol Bear shirt. It was a good game. And as a club, you know, if we can have three fly halves on top of their game, oh, yeah. It, yeah. That, that's got to be great for the rest of I the think, season. I mean, I think what's good is they all offer something a little bit different as yeah. well. You know, I Each think, um, you know, we need that. You know, Callum Cheedy had a week off he's gone away to a few work-ons as I believe he'd be given um, and we learnings. know yeah some learnings work-ons um, you know he'll come back strong and you know we know that Callum's a you know he can he can move the back he can make some line breaks stuff like that but he, he'll know that he's got to keep his he's got to keep thinking about his kicking you know we've got Yoan Lloyd who offers something a little bit different that youthful exuberance that, that little Dare I say it, Tony? Je ne sais quoi. But uh, and then we now we've got Mads back in the in the mix, and that can only be good for us you know, when they're competing yeah. against each other. When you know we're going to have times in this season when we you know we've got a few injuries, we we've got to change up, we've got to Pat's got to kind of readjust his plan. So it's good. Yeah, one of the things again, I um, I saw this on social media, and it's it's it gives an option I think with with Madigan back in the fold is obviously with the injury to Sally Piertower inside centre, you know it gives the option of potentially I'm not saying this is what I would agree with, but you could have Sheedy at ten and Madigan at inside centre if it was a game where we wanted to have that extra I don't know touch and finesse. A bit of zip. Um, so uh, yeah I think all round great to great to see him back Um, while we were at the game we also noticed a couple of guys didn't we with um, sky blue hats on so uh, we we had to catch up with them and uh, well find out uh, what we found out so, so we've just spoken to some French fans, very distinctive, with their pink hats on, and we've got some sky blue hats here that I haven't seen before at Ashton Gate. Who have we got here? Uh, Matthew Henson, Jamie Spratt, I, and can you tell me the uh, the club these uh, these hats represent? Uh, Edinburgh Academical Football Club, also uh, known as the Edinburgh Ackies. The Bukes. The Bukes. And so, so we're in England watching a game against a French team, and we've got two Scots here. What, what, what's happening? Uh, well, J- Jamie lives in Cardiff, and I said I'd come down and visit him, and unfortunately, the Cardiff game didn't closest fit in with game. The closest <laughs> game was in Bristol. So here we are. So I love the sport. I love the sport is why we're now in Bristol today. And what did you think of Ashton Gate and the game today? Great venue, you know. Good, great, out, good outfit. Well, yeah. love portion. Very welcoming fans, and yeah. uh, you know. Very good day out. And, and to top it all, you're going to be on a Bears Beyond the Gate podcast. I mean, that's <laughs> why we're here, happier. isn't it? Couldn't be happier. <laughs> well, there we are. A couple of cracking guys. Yeah, of good lads. Good lads that uh, absolutely love their rugby. And I think, you know, they've come all the way from Cardiff. I know there wasn't a game over there, but the reputation of Bristol Bears. Um, and one of the guys, he, when we were just chatting to him before we recorded the interview, said... You know, I really wanted to see Charles Piertau play live. Yeah. And we're starting to get that kind of draw from people yeah. that are outside, you know, the regular Bristol Bears supporters. Um, back to the game, one thing I just wanted to touch upon, um, one of our other uh, favourite players got man of the match. He did, birthday boy. Go on, big Jake. Big birthday boy. Yeah, so um, again... A, Jake is one of those people I think just goes under the radar lots of games um, does a lot of work it might not be spectacular 
But, um, you know, it was great to see him get that Man of a Match yeah. award. And, um, yeah, what well, a, 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 a bonus. And a couple of big moments. He, there was one big turnover he won, I think, at one point, I remember. And also, after a foe went off, I noticed, I mean, Jake was playing that, you know, that first receiver, that little pivot, you know, that a foe yeah. often does, where yeah. he, you know, they got the dummy runners and then, you know, then he's passing it out. And I think, you know, that just shows the respect that he's gained from the management, the, tra- the, the coaches, you know, and he's now, I mean, he's... he's, he's um, I mean, I've noticed that... I've actually noticed a couple of things about Jake. Um, one of them is his beard is getting longer. And I wonder is one of those things that he's kind of... He's not going to cut his beard or trim it until he kind of, you know, gets dropped from the team or something like that. So he's on a sort of a battle. And you or something else, Lee, as well. Well, I was going to say, I think that he's he knows he's got competition next season coming from semi. Oh, he has, yeah. And I think he's, uh, he's building up for it. He wants that challenge, mate. Yeah. The king of the beards. Is, I mean, that's yeah. going to be... Quite some competition, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think the gingerness though is is on Jake's side. I mean, that does that that does make the beard stand out. But uh, congratulations, yeah. Jake! Great to see you get man of the match Keep going, and happy birthday. Yeah, and I, I saw another stat. Um, he came on late on, scored the. Um, fourth bonus point try um, our, our friend Mr Fricker yes. is, is scored in every round now yes. in, in the Challenge Cup so uh, you know I think he's it was only a cameo performance but I think he's going from strength to strength he took his, his try really well yeah. as well didn't he straight in the corner like I say you know last was it the last play yeah. of the game I yeah. mean yeah. really Rode well taken yeah and he's he's playing really really good rugby for us and I think you said earlier about patience and we talk about game game management I think that really showed you know we, we had to score two tries in the last what five minutes and we did it yeah um, and I, I think that's testament to this, this team and where they want to get to um, another one I just wanted to mention someone that perhaps didn't get many mentions um well, I was going to say in commentary, but I suppose I if you're watching it say. on the streaming, you're making your own commentary. But um, I thought, you know, Sam Bedlow, I think yeah. you need to talk about Sam Bedlow because, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's, he's come in, he's, he's put him. And, uh, you know, I've often said this and, uh, you know, I like the cut of his jib. And yeah. um, I, I, I've realised another reason why I like the cut of his jib. Not just the way he plays; it's that he's he's a he's got his socks rolled down all the time. I always find that you know they're a little bit harder when they got their socks down, um, and he's got his. Well, I, I think in the past I've mentioned it as a Peaky Blinders haircut, but to be honest, I was spe- it's more of a mullet with a hint of blinder in it, isn't it? It's a, it's an interesting. He's got a haircut. bit Hughesy, hasn't he? He's got a bit. It's well, Hughes and him are very similar. I think they've had a you know, something going on, but but just to to go to to actually something more important. In other words, how he played. You know, he didn't do anything particularly spectacular, but the fact that they didn't really break the line and, you know, it just shows what a, a solid, you know, him and O'Connor in the middle are a solid partnership, a solid partnership. And he's, you know, he, is, he looks like the sort of bloke that you can rely on. He's going he's gonna to make every tackle. He's going to get up and he's going to tackle again. And I just think, you know, I think I'd like to see more of him when we can. I, just, I think there's a lot of, a lot of potential with Bedlow. He's a so potential for the future. Well, I think somebody's going to get their opportunity, aren't they? Because yeah. we had the um, very sad news that Siali Piatau is going to be out for five months yeah. with a knee injury. Um, that so seems th- done for us, isn't it? Well, you, you would think, what are we now, December, you know, come back in April? 
So, you know, actually this season there will be quite a few games still left. There'll probably be about five or six games potentially back. But you would think he's, he's not going to see much action now no. um, this season. So there's some big opportunities and, you know, it will be very interesting yeah. to see. Um, I mean, who have we got? We've got O'Connor, we've got Bedlow, we've got Hurrell. We've got potentially Charlie Powell and the young academy lads played there a couple of times in those in the early games, hasn't yeah. he? Um, you know, we talked uh, about whether Madigan can yeah, go got- to the in- inside centre. Leoa's played um, uh, at, at centre as well, so th- so there are some options. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that pans do we, out. Do yeah. we know if Har- was Harold's not injured? Is he? Was he just not in the? He was the just match rested. Day 23. Just yeah. rested. Yeah. Yeah. Sally will be a big miss for us, though, no doubt. Okay, so let's let's move along because we talked about a couple of guys wearing sky blue beanie hats. I'm sure anybody at the game on Saturday couldn't miss the Stad fran, uh, fans that were in bright pink as their team also played in pink. Famously. And we couldn't resist the opportunity to. Um, talk to some of the Stade Francais fans so let's hear from a couple of them uh, that we talked to just after the game finished um, could you tell me your name my name is Frank Lemon well everybody calls me Papa Ours means Daddy Bear so <laughs> and, you, and you've come over from Paris for today's yes, game yes we've come from Paris for today's game and, and how have you found Bristol well we have not plan enough enough time to see Bristol we'll see it tomorrow or tonight (laughs) and what do you think of our uh, stadium here at Ashton your stadium is pretty yeah I love that kind of stadium yeah and uh, we see that uh, Stade Francais are not having a great season this year what what do you think's happened that they haven't played so well and maybe got the results that you'd expect well we expect new results now and we've seen today uh, greater game than the past two months so much more envy much more uh, guts I can say yeah. and how do you think the result will go next week when we come over to Paris oh we're going to win excellent <laughs> thank you my friend my name is Remy Remy spells with an R it's like the cognac you know ah, excellent Remy and how have you found uh, Bristol to, uh, the city and uh, the game so far? I, I didn't see much of the city because uh, I'm, I'm at a holiday in, away from the city so I just came for the game but I've been in, in the city at a wedding a long time ago and I love it you know the, 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 the channels uh, and so on so it's a lovely city the uh, uh, what's her name SS Great Britain and so on so it's a, it's a lovely city uh, and uh, what are your thoughts on today's game I think the boys our boys showed some spirits some desire to win the game at home we are in a very delicate position we are at the bottom of the league and they showed the spirit we want to see so that's what matters really and they had few opportunities to score but it could have tilted the other way and Bristol played a beautiful game of passing 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 so that's that's really pleasant to watch and and how do you think the result will go next week in Paris I think we have to really arrest the players we have a very important game against Poole a week after so we got to rest the key players and that will be a junior team on the French side. So most probably I see a bonus point winning for Bristol next week. But that doesn't matter. What matters really is the spirit shown by the boys. 
No, I think that's that's really interesting. What Reme, as Reme. in the, as in the cognac, um, said Reme. about um, next week's game, where um, they've got an important league game coming up, and he thinks that it will be a youthful kind of reserve team that will that will be put out. So, what kind of team do we think Pat is going to send to Paris? next Saturday we're, we're recording this by the way on Sunday night so um, well first of all can I say Tony I mean I think the the, the, the Stade uh, Francais fans that we met after the game were absolutely brilliant value they were, weren't they great value really good and a credit to their club um, in terms of next week the team I mean I, I, I think there will be changes but I think we all probably agree that it's, it's going to be a strong side because we, we want to win this game and also winning away at Stade Francais. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, that's the, the, the history of the club, you know. If we can get a win there, it'll be fantastic. But For I think, me, Harold comes back. Yeah. I was just thinking you're right. And I, but I think, interesting what Remy said about their thing. I mean, we got to remember that our next game after that is Saracens away. Mm. Now, given the kind of status we're at at the moment, we're going to want to <clears> send a team to Saracens that's going to be toe-to-toe with them you know we've got to be thinking oh, we're going to be sending our best team we've got to you know mm. what's the point of running with the big boys if we don't give it a well, well, so wait 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 Sarri's a bottom of the table boys we're yeah, going to whoop them yeah, we'll send the academy shall we <laughs> yeah um, but yeah I mean you're right but in all seriousness I mean so they're thinking yeah the big lads Nathan Hughes Steve all of you know Vui they are up and you know but they put in quite a big shift yesterday those boys and probably more of a shift than they thought they might so the question Pat I guess is going to have in the, when they have their planning meetings is you know what sort of combination do we have of people like Yoen Lloyd we know have got potential could do something but we need that kind of core so it's a difficult one does Jake play for example on the back of a man of the match or do we rest him because we know now that he is a he's an integral part of our front row and he needs to be fit and ready for Saracens John Afoa fit and ready for Saracens you know I mean we don't want to lose uh, John to the old restaurants of Paris do we you know he might, his, his head might get turned when he's out with all that cuisine but I, I, no I, I agree with you because you look at that pack and with the injuries um, that, that we've got that was pretty much the, the starting forward pack it was yeah. so, so I do think there will be changes in the pack I wouldn't be surprised to see Joycey Joycey come in Joycey on a road trip I, I, I think um, Thacker as well might have a rest to, uh, either to the bench or uh, I, I certainly don't think he'll start I think the front row as well we might see um, some others come in at the front row um, I, I think we'll send a strong team but I think we will rest some of those forwards yeah. mm. um, and again picking up um, Stephen Luatoa played his 50th game for the club um, and, and we put a tweet out there to say you know what an inspirational skipper he is and um, you know we very much hope he'll be well, lifting some silverware soon for, yeah. for the Bears but you know that guy plays and puts his body on the line week in week out yeah. Is it an opportunity to, to give him a rest mm. because we, we've got the um, New Zealand guy that's come in as, as, yeah, as injury choked. cover? Yeah. Choke, you know, is it an opportunity to see what he, he yeah. does? So I, I would see quite a few changes, but maybe with a strong bench in case we need to turn things around. Agreed. I think one thing we, we should uh, discuss is, is what about Mads? 
Do we think he's done it? Do you think he's going to start again? I mean, what you know, if we're what, we have no idea really. But what, you know, what's Pat's thinking? Is it you know he's put Mads in for for reasons? He's obviously got good reasons, and and you know, as far as I think we can say, is Mads has delivered well considering he hadn't had much game time before Saturday. Mm. Nothing wrong, you know. Do you put him in again? I or? think that's a fair point for Mads starting. I, I I think I I would I would give yeah. him more game time. Hopefully, get him a bit sharper. Um, uh, yeah. Lloyd on the bench again, I would have thought, is a given. Yeah. I mean, I think with Lloyd, I mean, we could make an argument to say it's not it's an opportunity for for Lloyd to start. Yeah. But I think we've got to remember Lloyd is eighteen years old. Yeah. You know, we don't want to overrush him. Mads is a a very experienced international experience yeah. fly off and you know just because Lloyd's had a couple of really good cameos which and some scored some great tries doesn't just mean he's going to necessarily start over someone like Mads and I I would put, like you I think put, I think we'd love to see Mads start again in Paris yeah. in France and say look Mads done it at the gate now we, you've got to travel you've got to go away from home we want to see the same thing we want to see those foundations and let and let's get its bonus point and take it home with us mm-hmm. yeah and as we mentioned earlier Frick has scored in every round I reckon right, he'll be Frick knocking on, it, yeah. on Pastor yeah. saying you know let me let, in. Let me yeah. have a crack. Uh, it, great, he had a good performance. Probably his best performance in a bear Profs. shirt at Breve. Provs, yeah, yeah. yeah give Peter, Peter Tower a rest yeah. or, or put him on the bench for some impact. So I, I think we might see quite a few changes. But of course, we've got to keep in sight, and I'm sure Pat does, that we need to win this group convincingly to finish in yep. the top two yeah. to make sure we get a home quarter final and a home semi final and that might be counting the chickens before they hatch. So um, I don't I don't think we can take a, a, a complete second fifteen there, but I do expect to see some changes mostly in the It'll pack. be a team strong enough to win the game. Yeah I'm sure. Yeah. It's interesting. It, it, it's kind of by doing well like doing so well at the moment it kind of makes it more difficult doesn't it for your planner he's you know he's stated we want to we're in it to win it so we want to put strong teams out because as Tony's pointed out you know we want to get a home quarter final but then you've got to balance it up against you know because they're they're knitted in between some of these premiership games so ironically our brilliant start in the, the Challenge Cup is kind of, I imagine, makes it interesting. I'm, I'm sure you wouldn't say it's a problem. Say it's a, as, as all managers would say, Lee, it's a nice problem to have. It is, and it's uh, a problem we're going to have continuing on as well, because if we want to achieve what yeah. we we all set out to right. achieve, then we're well, going to have these problems in the Champions jugg- Cup. Yeah, juggling the Champions Cup. Yeah. So let's just have a look at the table then. Bristol top with 15 points, uh, maximum points from the three games, and with a, uh, a points difference of plus 100. So, uh, you know, that's quite exceptional, really. When you look at the quality of the the, the teams in in the table, there are no uh, you know whipping boys there. Uh, Zebra six points, Brie five, Stade Francais four, and of course, slightly surprising result maybe, but Zebra won 27-24 against Brieve. Um, uh, at the weekend so uh, all the teams below us have all won one game we're there with three wins and Pete is going to try and pour a beer as quietly as he can better than Miles last week better than Miles last week just Um, just taking a moment Tony whilst you were giving us the update it's a nice bit of peace for the uh, listeners 
So that's it, I think, for the European Challenge. Pete very nearly poured the beer over his trousers then, but just managed to, to, to take a sip before it uh, cascaded onto his groin. Um, let's move on then. Um, you're listening to Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans. Four fans were available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn and Podbean. You can contact the show with your comments and ideas by email at bearsbeyondthegate at gmail.com. You can uh, look at our Twitter feed or uh, look at the Bears Beyond the Gate page on Facebook. And for the rest of December, you are able to listen to Bears Beyond the Gate on the Scrum, which is when Miles, Lee, Pete and myself went to uh, BBC Radio Bristol uh, and we were invited on the Jeff Twentyman show, The Scrum, which is every Tuesday on BBC Radio Bristol, um, to talk about the podcast and Bristol Bears. So let's just hear um, how we were introduced. Okay, podcasts are very much part of the 21st century. Bristol Rugby have an excellent pod. Uh, it's called Bears Beyond the Gate. It's made by fans for the fans. It's contemporaneous. It offers opinion. It's humorous. It's enlightening. Amongst the entertainment, of course, the guys behind the mics, not afraid to hold the club to account, which is also a part of its attraction. I'm delighted. The quartet behind this, Tony Cox, Lee Andrews, Pete Brearley and Miles Clark are live on the scrum. Lads, thanks for coming in. Well, boys, that was quite an experience, wasn't it? Um, Lee, Lee, what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, first of all, I mean, we all agree Jeff is a legend, isn't he? I mean, the multitasking... Yeah, he was doing while he was interviewing it's us. It's a shame, isn't it? Was, it was unreal. Um, I mean, it was just like Pete said um, when we were talking before the the show tonight. Um, it was fantastic to go up there and to see the you know to be in a, a studio studio yeah, to start yeah. with, um, and and yeah, and talk about the pod. It was it was like having a fifth member of the pod. It was, and, and boy, everybody had their own microphone. Oh, eh? Yeah, not 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 just the one that we've got here. Um, so yeah, to to actually be in a proper studio was was quite good. And Jeff, what a lovely guy, put us yeah, at ease. Totally. It was yeah, really it it was like doing the podcast here. It was just us chatting yeah. around uh, a very complicated table or yeah. desk mm. um, but uh, it was great and you know some very nice words from Jeff there about what we're doing um, great that he loves us the the way we can be a little b- bit controversial maybe yeah. and hold the club to account he likes the fact we're contemporaneous as well oh, I, I know yeah. I, still, I, still I still don't know no. what that means but it, it, sound, it sounds good um, but of course one of the things that we did talk about on the show was the um, the goat yeah. uh, and we talked about the uh, Lee's abortive attempt uh, the weekend before to try and get some merchandise in the club shop that was either out of stock or didn't have the right size um, there was a challenge to me or, or, or to the four of us about have we contacted the club I have now um, uh, written to the club to ask if they would like to provide some comment about the merchandise and the situation with the the uh, late not having a ladies fit for, for the shirts or any leisure wear um, we are waiting to hear back from the club so that's something we are definitely going to pursue um but uh yeah pete yeah, i mean i think it was you know jeff 
you know, it was a serious point and it was really good that Jeff raised it. And I think, I mean, it was ironic in a way that almost like the next day or the day after, you know, Bristol Sport had a, had a kind of interview up at the, uh, the pop-up shop. Um, some of you might have seen it. Um, it was on their Twitter feed with, I must admit, a slightly awkward looking Joycey standing there, not wearing a gilet, not wearing a hat. Um, and, you know, and advertising, advertising their, their, uh, their, their pop-up shop. And then, of course, you know, we, we then looked on Facebook the next day and a few fans had been up to that shop. And, you know, to be fair, and we've got to be brutally fair, there was yeah. a, not a lot of positive comment about the stock levels up there as well. So I think, um, you know, and to be, you know, poor old Lee, I mean, you know, he's had a, he's had a terrible week because not only did he have to kind of, you know, show his uh, his emotion about this on on live radio, is that then he then sees an interview with Pat Lamb on <laughs> and Pat's wearing a large gilet, and then even worse than that, and then there's an interview with John Lansdowne and he's wearing a gilet and a, a bobble hat as well, and I mean, you know, it's almost a goat again. Is that Lee? had a slight tinge of like, irritation about our Lord and Emperor Pat because he had a he had a gilet in the club you know he's been put in this situation so hopefully something uh, you know I think we've done the right thing we've contacted the club and that's all we can do and I'm sure you know they're, they, they're a good, you know, brilliant club and I'm sure that they'll take this on board and, and things will change yeah I mean I, I think it it had to be mentioned again uh, I mean we went into the club shop again after the game didn't we and there was still no merchandise in um uh, but I did walk away with one thing, though. Yeah, what was it? I actually walked away with a Stade Francais cap. And one that was actually given to you. It was <laughs> given to me, yeah. We we did a... Um, it was like... Um, you know the the Christmas the, the German in the uh, in the, the war, the Germans <laughs> in the English, steady, yeah. and it was uh, it was a uh, it was a donation. It was a my Bristol scarf, yeah. my ah. my old Bristol scarf, for a Stade Francais cap, and. Um, what a trade. Thanks to, um, is, was it Frank? I, I, was it, no, it was, Papa, was it Papa Horse? It was it Papi Horse? I, I can't remember who it Papa was. Papa Horse. But, but it, it was great. No, it's lovely that some of those uh, staff fans yeah. have already got in contact on Twitter and, uh, yeah, top, top people. And uh, we hope you yeah. enjoyed the uh, the show with, uh, with you guys on. So it was great up at the BBC Jeff has invited us back up later in the season so hopefully you'll hear more Bears Beyond the Gate uh, on the scrum so um, highly recommend the programme there's lots of rugby it's not just about Bristol it's also about Bath but very importantly it's about the amateur game in the area so it's 6pm on Tuesdays uh, on BBC Radio Bristol you can listen to the shows on BBC Sounds they're available for 30 days so uh, this is this is how we ended the show with Jeff listen lads congrats on it, it it's great it's a great listen uh, thanks for coming in hopefully you can come in again during the season obviously big passion for, for the Bears great, great to have you on the show thanks for coming in thank you thanks Jeff great, thank stuff. You. great stuff on the scrum this evening Bears beyond the gate right that brings us on to transfers Ooh. oh our favourite section, Pete. Our favourite section. Unsubstantiated speculation. <laughs> so, what have we got today to talk about, Pete? You've got something, haven't you? You've got a, you've got a, a seed of an idea. Well, I've had a, I've had a bit of an idea, and this is, this is not totally unsubstantiated. This is based on a little bit of thinking around what Pat said, a little bit of thinking of, of people available, contracts, you know, that are going to run out. And one of the things I was thinking of is that. 
you know, next season, let's assume we're in the you know, we're playing Champions League rugby. We're, we're we're you know people are going to come at us. They you know we're going to be targets. We need some solid. And I think I think a back rower is a definite. We need a big back rower. Um, now I think Tipperick because basically nobody said that it's not happening. Mm makes me think it's still hot it's I think it's a definite clear. it's a definite there's a contract out there for Tipperick and as soon as January the 1st comes we'll find that out and I'm pretty sure that he's put one in because when you just see the shifts that these boys are doing they're not going to last all season but on that note I suddenly started thinking well are there any other back rowers that you know could be back up number eights because we've talked about the fact that we haven't really got we've only got Hamilton on a short term contract this season so what are we looking so anyway here's what I think is I um, ex-Bath player so uh, but Carl Ferns he's been out playing in Lyon um, French rugby, you know, he's, 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 he played this weekend for them when they won their first ever European Champions Cup game, by the way. Um, did me research. And his contract's definitely up, and he is definitely looking to come back to the Premiership. So I think this is just based on. I like, you know, he's probably someone that fits into Pat's model of a coachable player, but he's a big, barnstorming, ball carrying back rower. Number eight, he's got international experience down the age groups, younger age groups. I just got a feeling if he's been at Bath, he's he knows the the area. That's my tip. That's my little uh, rumor. Very potential. interesting. Very interesting. Well, it'll be. Let's see how that uh, pans out. And uh, if he is coming back to the to England, um, you know, why not come back to a part of the world that he knows? But just talking about culture and people that are available in France, of course, many people will have seen the the Fijian, whose name I'm not even going to. Pete's going to pronounce that one. It's uh, Big Leone. Big Leone. Um, that was. Fired from Racing 92 um, this week and immediately on social media people were speculating oh is, is that someone for, for Bristol Bears Lee what, what what's your take on that well I mean I think we're all agreed he's a quality player he's a world class player but personally for me I don't think he fits the ethos that Pat is looking for at Bristol um, I can't see him coming here I think maybe Saints will he'll go Saints or possibly I mean the latest the latest report I read today actually was that he might stay in France actually right. in Toulon sniffing around that mm. contract I mean I think you know we're pretty I think we're pretty happy with our second row yeah. sort of uh, our second row numbers at the moment and um, you know and also we've got to say is let's just think the reason he got sacked was because he didn't turn up for two weeks now there is Again, some sort yeah. of debate about whether he was in Fiji building his dad's house and the, the, but you know to me that's warning bells and I think yeah. Pat has probably thought it's never going to be in his plans anyway why would you you know where's he going to fit in the salary so I think you know a lot of clearly it was great fun for a sort of day there was lots of great little memes and gifs on there of people lots you know of people wanting him. him but I actually think let someone else have him and then if he doesn't turn up for training for them then uh, you know we'll have done well there yeah and one thing that continues to hang around as I say we're we're recording this on Sunday in the rugby paper uh, Carl Sinclair um, Snickler Snickler's back whether it's uh, speculation that maybe it's not Gloucester and it, it could be Bristol Bears um I think that's a hot rumour, that Tony. Yeah, nobody's denying it, are no. they? And again, um... and if there's a tight head of that quality going up for grabs, then I think anybody who's got the wherewithal um, to get someone will be looking at it. And I think 
some people might say, does he quite fit in? Is he a bit of a loose cannon? But I think, you know, he's played Lions, he's played England. You know, you know if you're a real loose cannon, you don't play at that level and, and perform. And I think if he would, you know, if he came to the Bristol structure that we know that we've got here with a vision, with a plan, I think Sinclair, actually his slight wildcardness would be a, an actual benefit. You know, he'd be within the sort of firm structure. So I think, you know, as far as we know nothing, <laughs> I would say I'd be very, I'm really look, looking forward to Snickler being, uh, sorry, Carl Sinclair being uh, unveiled at some point in the new year I mean I, I would agree with that personally I think as well the last 12 months he, he seems to have settled down a bit I think he was much more of a loose cannon you know two three years ago than he it's is now a bit like you Lee with this podcast isn't it? <laughs> what can I say what can I say well I, I agree I think he you know from that fiery person that teams targeted to try and get him riled I think over the course of the World Cup and probably the last Six Nations, um, he, he does seem to have matured um, and would be, uh, I think, a great signing for the club. Um, so that's our transfer roundup for this week. And let's move on to our final and uh, regular feature, Gets My Goat. Um, now, Lee, I know you, you, you broke your duck with a goat last week week so um, a good one Pete if you, you've got something well I have actually and it, it, I don't want this to be taken the wrong way and it, it could be seen as controversial but I'm just going to I'm just going to say it post Movember Tashes now it's a fant- and I, you know it's 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 a it's a fantastic charity it's a fantastic initiative because it is a great charity and it, it's fantastic because um, because it is like a weird thing to have a moustache in this day and age and people growing it for a month is a brilliant way to raise awareness for a fantastic charity but what's your goat then what's but the your point goat? is as soon as November's finished <laughs> you, you shave it off you don't carry on into December and then carry on with your because for two reasons one it belittles the whole point of Movember which is having a tash so therefore you don't have it in November and secondly you look like an idiot because it's just not one of the things we have now Lee we yeah, is in quite good company I've got to say because I, I believe David Flatman of Flats and Shanks hasn't shaved his off I noticed today in the Exeter sale game Nick White hasn't shaved him off mm-hmm. shaved him off and I think these boys have got to have a little word with them about you know what are they you know it's clearly a novelty thing that you do for charity and then the whole point is you take it off to make that point you don't keep it on Lee I, I've got to give you the uh, uh, to respond to that <laughs> well yeah I mean I need the mic I mean obviously the listeners could probably guess by now that yeah. I am still wearing my Movember attach um I mean like P said I mean we, this this gets my goat is a, is a bit in in jest, isn't it, this week? Mm. Um, I mean... Well, actually, to be honest, it is quite unsettling looking at Nick White wearing that ferret whilst I know it's not November. I mean, I was actually quite unsettled. I think Nick White's unsettling just looking at him normally. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. Um, Yeah, I mean, to be honest, we we did it for, um, you know, proper job for St. Austell Brewery. We raised uh, 1,300 quid between uh, the two of us. Um, and I'll be honest with you, Pete, I, there is no reason I shouldn't be shaving it. But I've kind of fallen in love with it, mate. And um, 
Just just to jar you off, I may keep it on for another week. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fairly, it's a free work. It's a, you know, and I was just voicing an opinion, and uh, and actually, you know, it's a why not? I mean, if you you like it, you know, I mean, look looking at it, it's not that bad actually. Now I look at it's it, it's not a Nick White, is it? It's not. <laughs> yeah. So so maybe maybe I'm a bit harsh, but I do think that the whole point of the charity fundraising thing is is there has to be a start and finish, and and I guess that's my point. Slightly irritating. But the so, thing is, we're still talking about it which is also good absolutely and a very good cause um, so possibly less gets my goat and more gets my goatee <laughs> um, that's it for this week thanks again for listening we'll be back uh, after the Stade Francais game in Paris next weekend so until then come on Briz come on Briz